ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Basement Friday, your favorite podcast of all time. And I mean, can we use all time? We can use all time on this one. You dig what I'm, you dig what I'm saying? Oh, now I know my position look a little bit look a little bit different, but you guys need to bear with me because uh you know the stand that I was using my tripod broke, so I'm out to finesse it and wing it though. But it's your boy, Mr. Slow Jam, Mr. Funkadelic Jones is back in the house, and it's your boy Aaron Fonaseti. And each and every weekend, each and every week. I mean, if you if you're listening on the weekend, you could listen to. I mean, Friday is the weekend. We might as well say that. But each and every week, you can check us out on social media and YouTube and all your favorite major streaming services that you listen to podcasts on. So, without further ado, we're going to get into this episode. What you got for the five minute rent? Oh, man, you know, I actually don't have nothing. Not nothing major. Um. Only thing I can say is um I I finally got rid of my my iPhone eight. I had it done for five years, so yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely upgraded. I could my iPhone twelve Pro. It, I didn't think it was gonna be as small as it was. I mean, it, it do look a little bit official though. But hey, guys, I finally upgraded. <laughs> doing big things. I got more room on my phone to do bigger things. So. Your boy Fongadelli Jones is like the Jeffersons. I'm moving on up. You feel me? New skits, new skits coming away. I can get my tripod first before I do all that, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I still got my ring light, but I ain't got my tripod. My tripod, bro. I mean, for me, uh, as far as, like, my fine money rent, I'm just looking at crypto getting, crypto Armageddon. All the markets are down, you know, looking at everything, everybody's panicking, looking around. But just like what happened in 2020 with stocks, just hold on, guys. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Everything will blow over. The reason why that happened was because of uh, President Biden said that he wanted a tax hike. I believe it was over 30, I believe it was over 40% for the most wealthy. So that's what sent all the markets down. But again, just hold on, guys. You guys will be all right. Well, we're going to get into today's episode. You got something to say, Mr. Producer? <laughs> you got something to say? First of all, you got this man in the, what, what's that, a, a, a library? I know, library. Got, I know y'all ain't got this man in no library. Mr. Producer, come on, man. You're killing me with this one. Guy, guy, get my studies on. But you don't think I like library books, Mr. Producer? Really? Okay. You know, we're going to get into today's episode. My brother Aaron, talk to him, man. What you got going on, man? All right. First of all, we we, we got to get the elephant out the room. It's been a very, very busy week going on right now. We have a lot of uh, unfortunate news going on. We have the uh, Chauvin case that just got resumed, just got uh, adjourned. And all three counts, he was found guilty. And we have a whole bunch of other shootings have happened and mass shootings and it's just not a good time in america right now especially with a lot of people seeing the pandemic so looking at everything that's happening right now is really really crazy so in, in my opinion uh the most thing to focus on in my opinion would be to turn the tv off honestly because you know it 
we got to a point in America where we're feeding on trauma. You know, we're really feeding on the emotions, staying at an all-time high when all we really need is some peace and not to worry about what else is next and what's after that and what's coming next in the next few months. We just want to be able to get through our lives because we got things we're going on, things we're dealing with. We don't need to, you know, have a bombardment of hurt in, in our spirit. So I, I just want to get your opinion on everything that's going on. Now, as far as like Officer Chauvin, how much how much time? Like he, I know he got he got they he, they found him guilty on all three. But how much time he getting? Uh, I believe they said it was north of forty years. You said forty? Mm-hmm. That's not enough. That's not enough. You got cats. You got cats in prison that's no longer time than that. That's not enough. You know what I mean? I don't wish death for nobody, but that's not enough. Even though I'm glad y'all convicted the man on all three accounts, but that's never that's that's not enough. Because yeah, you can do 40 years. Like let's be real for a second too. He gonna be doing 40 years. He gonna be doing 40 years. But George ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. So yeah, you doing 40 years. You know, by the time you come out, he probably be like 70 or something like that. But he ain't coming back. And then you look at this situation that happened in Columbus with the 16-year-old girl. It just shows it to me, it just shows that they treat, they treat black, they treat when it comes to black, when it comes to like black, when it comes to like it being a, a black person situation, they treat it so differently because of the simple fact that. It was a 16-year-old girl. Granted, I understand I'm seeing the situation basically saying that she was about to stab somebody. That's what the situation was. But so instead of you guys, you guys shot her. And I'm sure, and I'm sure now, granted, I don't know, you know, I'm not a police officer, but I'm sure in the police academy, they they teach you how to detain somebody. They teach you how to take a weapon from somebody without shooting like your first instinct is always to she got a weapon shoot him like they got a weapon shoot him you ain't doing your job as a cop i'm I'm gonna just be all real with you not doing your job as a cop because she's 16 granted i understand you know with the situation she had a knife and stuff like that you know man yeah you, you she put herself in a situation where you know, if she if she did have hurt the other girl, yeah, you would have had to do the time for it because you committed the crime. I mean, we can't let you walk for that. But let her, let her. I don't want, I can't I can't even say like let her face the judicial system because the judicial system is gonna eat her alive anyway. With her only being sixteen years old, they're gonna have a field day where they're gonna put a lot of charges on her to the point where, but. You talking about by the time she's 21, she already got a background. It's like they they're gonna try to find any and everything under the sun just to just to try to put her under the jail. So you can't you can't you can't trust the police to detain the situation. You can't trust the court system to handle the situation. So what do we have to go on to say, like, you know what? 
we need y'all to handle this situation a certain way. We need y'all to handle the situation a certain way because your first instinct can't always be to shoot somebody. If somebody got a knife, shoot them. No, you can't always, that can't always be the first instant as a cop, shoot. No, that's what you got tasers for. That's what you have pepper spray for. That's why you have all these different things to neutralize somebody. But your first order of business is to shoot somebody. You know, man, and like with, with, with all these, with all, with, with, with cops, with cops killing, we get like cops killing black people and these mad shootings and all these things going on. It's just like, I don't know, man. The world is the world is crazy right now. You know, I mean, I can't I can't speak too much about it, but I could just just say right now that the world is crazy. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world world is crazy right now, man. But I'm gonna let you go ahead and speak on it, brother. Yeah, and I know that they're trying to push for uh, gun reform, gun control. They're trying to have all these things uh, happen. But, you know, we have to really look into why these situations are happening. You know, anybody could just sit in Congress and just say, oh, we just need to pass a bunch of laws. But we have to really get to the root of the issue. We have to find out why all these things are happening suddenly. Like, it just went from everybody, you know, being quarantined and now all of a sudden the weather warmed up and everybody's just guns are blazing like the Wild West. And there's no real correlation to what is going on with all this stuff. But again, I really want to stress the point that a lot of people I notice are very antsy, very aggravated, very upset about everything that's going on. And again, we have to really get our mental health in check because we we all sit there and people gravitate towards negativity. We can't do that. Yes, there are bad things happening, but I don't know whether it's a case of they're just reporting every single thing that happens, whether it's gun control. We understand the George Floyd situation wasn't a gun issue, but every time something happens in a negative aspect, you know, we gravitate towards it. And for me, it's just like the way to get through it is sometimes you really have to cut that TV off. Sometimes you really have to not watch the news and the media to get your mind right. It's it's good to be aware of what's going on, but you got to take a step back and take a break. So that that's my stance on it. You know, you can't overwhelm yourself with all this information going on. See, the thing that what a lot of people know in with, with me and Aaron and a lot of us being African-American, we already got a target on our back every day. So, and, and one thing about the media, and I know it's what about, I, I know it's about the media too. They, they tend to try to silence those black voices because they just like, they don't want, they don't, they don't want us to, they don't want us to protest. They don't want our voices to be heard. They don't want us to, you know, they don't want they don't want us to step in and get involved because now they know the potential consequences that go with it. Because you even look at what happened with George Floyd, you know, when 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 the, when we got this officer officer killed him, had his knee on his neck. You already know you already know black people slogan, no justice, no peace. You feel what I'm saying? So here you got here you got African Americans, we pro we protest. 
sometimes these protests can get violent. You know what I mean? It could be destruction of property. It can be a lot of different things. And I know, you know, that may not be the, that may not be the smartest way because some people feel like that's not the smartest way. But that to me, that sends a that sends a message. That sends the message to the higher ups that you guys don't get. Now, the only thing I would definitely say about it is, too, that when you do protest, we protest like we protesting, and I said before we protest in the wrong, in in the wrong place. You know what I mean? Oh, when they do pro, not protest in the wrong place, but when they do ride and stuff, they ride in the wrong place. They ride, they ride and tear up our neighborhoods. No, we need to go ride and tear up their neighborhoods, and see, and and you can understand, see the difference how they feel about how they how they how they feel about us. Like, okay, y'all want to come in our neighborhoods, and and y'all want to kill one of us. We're going to go in y'all neighborhoods and we're going to tear down and we're going to tear this junk down and we're going to see how y'all like it. Y'all want to treat us bad? We're going to come in y'all neighborhood and we're going to treat y'all and we're going to treat y'all bad as well. But so between between like, you know, you got this girl, this girl getting killed. And like I said, the two the two girls that, that killed the guy in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks back, month back. I don't know, man, and I can't. I can't speak for everybody. I really can't. I can't. I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for my people, and I can only say, as black people, man, we got to realize, we got to understand that we got to always be careful about our actions, man. So when you go out here and you try to try to shoot somebody, when you try to kill somebody, when you don't, you don't really see black people do to me mad shooting. We don't go. We don't go in public malls. And shoot up the place. We don't. We don't do that. But when we when we are when we in these neighborhoods and, you, and you're shooting up people and stuff like that, understand that. Like that's the type of stuff right there that 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 brings that brings that attention. You know what I mean? I remember. I remember. I remember a while back I was on Twitter, and a, and a guy and a guy basically it was a video. It was a video actually in D.C. It was a it was a cop. A cop was like, "Yeah, I have to be over here." But you had this, you had this black dude not knowing and not understanding. This black dude was just like, "Why y'all always over here in our neighborhood? Why y'all always?" Over? And I tried to explain to him, and he just didn't he didn't get it, because he was just like he was just like, "So basically, what you're saying is, basically, what you're saying is, so cops only around." I'm like, "No, when the numbers hit, the governor, mayors, whoever whoever desk runs that city, when the numbers hit that hit that desk." You, they use their resources, so you keep you. You wonder why there's so many cops. You want to. You you wonder why there's so many cops in black neighborhoods. You wonder why there's so many cops in the hood. Because when they not when the numbers hit the governor desk, where do you think most of the crime takes place? In the hood, in the black neighborhoods. You know what I mean? You might see one patrol car ride through the whitest neighborhoods possible because that's just what they got to do. But you you see six, seven cops rolling through, you see six or seven cops rolling through, uh rolling through the hood. Why? Because they just they just know certain things going on. But you don't, you don't and see again, you don't expect, you don't expect like these, these, these white malls and stuff, like somebody shooting up a white mall. You don't, they don't be like they don't think, they don't expect those type of things. You know what I mean? You you don't you don't you don't hear that too. You don't hear that too much in the black community. Oh, 
somebody shot up a black mall, but you hear you hear it in those in those those white malls or those those big white scenes. It's like oh, but before I pass to my man Earn, man, it's just when mass shootings when when mass shootings go on. Why do y'all treat mass shootings so lightly though? Even though mass shootings be mostly white people, mostly, but why do y'all why do y'all treat mass shootings so lightly though? So go ahead, brother Aaron, talk to him, man. Yeah, I want to pick up on that point about mass shootings and the correlation towards uh, uh, the police situation when it comes to the black community. Uh, there's an obvious contrast in the way things are taken care of. There's an obvious contrast in the way America sees the situation. And we have to be honest, we live in two different Americas, you know, where you have mm -hmm. black people and you have people of other races, more predominantly white. We live in two different Americas. So when it comes to the issue where a black person can be a victim, they can be doing no wrong. It doesn't matter whether they are in the wrong, they're in the right. Well, all that matters is they have their picture posted like a mugshot, you know, and they have their past dug up about what they did in elementary school and junior high school. And the person could be 34 years old. So what does that matter as far as what happened to them? And you look at, you know, a situation with the mass shootings and they're taken care of. And, you know, sometimes they're given food and they're at, at the end of the day, you know, they're taken care of in a way to where it's the opposite of how we're treated. You know, they're alive, so to speak. They get to walk away. They get to uh, have these experiences to where we just look at our community like, if only that was how we would get taken away, we wouldn't really have a lot of these issues. So there's a media... Uh, there's this media thing that's like racial divide is making money because it's no way they're putting all this black plight, black trauma up in front of our faces, knowing the reaction. It, it, it's, it's in the media. It's the media is to blame for most of this. But at the end of the day, I'm going to just say, you know, we just really have to, I mean, our people, you know, come together and really you know, join forces and say, hey, you know, we can't let this dictate, you know, who we are as people. We can't let what the media says about us be our staple, be our blueprint. You know, and the same thing that I said about the, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and again, with all this going on, where's the Black Lives Matter movement at? Nowhere to be found. It's like you giving you giving this organization all this money for all these shootings, you know, man. And you you would think you would think an organization like that would make sure that George Floyd family is taken care of. Or, you know, this 16-year-old girl right here, even though the situation may may be a little bit sticky, but you're gonna make sure that the situation is is she her family is like, okay, you know, she was wrongly killed. Granted, she was in a situation, but she was in a situation, but still you should be like, you know, like make sure her family get where's where's the Black Lives Matter movement at now? Brown houses. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like people people donate to this organization, people give these these guys all this money, 
but there's no there's no there's no political leaders. That's why I don't like I don't take Black Lives Matter movement serious. You know, man. Yeah. If I got to be an activist, I'm going to be an activist on my own. As far as like the Black Lives Matter movement is concerned, I don't feel like they much help when it comes to when it comes to all these different things. Because even even when you got even when you got the, the cop that killed George Floyd. I don't, I, don't, I don't see nowhere near Black Lives Matter. I don't see. I didn't see none of y'all. None of y'all nowhere. So, man, like I said, man, like like you said, and I do agree with with Aaron, man. Just sometimes you gotta turn off the media. Sometimes you gotta turn off the TV. Sometimes you got to really step away from the media. You know what I'm saying? And because nowadays in in the world that we live in, I I, I preach this and I say it. And I know I get a lot of grief from it, but at the end of the day, I want all the smoke when I say it. We live in a generation nowadays where the world is so soft and they care about, they cater to things that, they, they, they cater to a lot of things that I feel, I feel like, I feel like it's simple fix. You know what I mean? Like you got kids, you got kids that will go shoot, go shoot up schools because they got cyber bullies. You know what I mean? I came up in a time where I don't even know what cyberbullying is. Somebody saying mean stuff to you on social media, just get off social media. Like, don't take don't take your frustration out on don't take your frustration out on millions of people because somebody is being Twitter fingers. Like anybody is a gangster on on online behind a keyboard. Anybody can do that. Anybody will troll you. Anybody will say you're not funny. You ugly, trust and believe. You know what I mean? I, for somebody that's on social media, you think everything I do, I get a positive reaction about it? No, I don't. Sometimes, sometimes I get the negative, like you corny, you need to stop. All these different things. Do that stuff bother me? No, it doesn't. Because at the end of the day, it it don't. It's not gonna get. It's not gonna get me in my feelings. It's not gonna get me riled up. It's not gonna have me in my apartment complex raising hell because somebody said my content is not funny. It's not gonna have me on that. So that's what I say. Like simple, simple fixes like cyberbullying. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You know, it's just, I, I, I don't get it. They promote it so heavy. Like we need to stop bullying and stuff like that. Like I, I don't, I don't believe in cyberbullying. But cyberbullying is one thing that do cause a lot of mass shootings. Um, you know what I mean? Getting bullied in school. I can like getting getting cyberbullying and getting bullied in school is two different things. You know, man. And I get and I guess you could say where, you know, where me and Aaron went to school that was it a lot of bullying? Yeah. But at the end of, but at the end of the day, hey, I'm dead, dead serious though. Like, was it was it bullying? Was it a lot of bullying? Yeah. But you go, you, you in that kind of environment mostly in a black environment where it's like only the, the, the strong survive. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's the survival of the fittest, only the strong will survive. Like the, the principals was not catering to you. The, you know what I mean? The teachers was not catering to you. You know what I mean? Like some like some of these kids, they got to walk home and all that. I get, the, I get the safety aspect of it as well. So, but every day, every day when you grow, when you grow up in, and and you go you got bad neighborhoods you go to, you go to, you got bad neighborhoods bad schools you got bad areas that you got to walk through 
You know what I mean? Like no one wants to get put in that position, but that's just that's what that's the hand that we was dealt. And and again, it's it's the strongest will survive. Yeah, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of bullying in school that could have led to mass shootings. You know what I mean? Like you see you see a kid get picked on, be like, yeah, bro, like this this can be the type of kid that come back and try to like harm somebody, but their parents probably tell them every day like, hey, it's it's a rough school. It's a rough area. You know, just you got to do what you got to do. And and I feel like and I feel like coming out these areas, these 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 type of areas make us better people. It don't it don't necessarily it don't, it don't necessarily make us like negative people because. I, I, I don't know, man, I, I'm going to just leave it right there, but. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, you go through stuff in life, but it all depends on your perspective. You could let it right. tear you down or you could let it build you up. Right. So what we're going to do, we're going to go into our next topic and talking about uh, changes. D.C. is trying to become the 51st state. Uh, wow. it, it went to wow. the House. I mean, I, I, it's, it's like Plankton said, I didn't think it'd get this far. So, you know, being from the DMV, what is your native opinion on DC becoming the 51st state? I think it's stupid. Number one, like, I'm going to just flat, flat out say that because DC being a state is pointless. Like, you look at, like, you, you look at every state, you look at every state. In the U.S., you can look at like we can use Maryland because we're from Maryland. You can look at Virginia, just being DMV. You can look any. You go to any state, right? You go to any state. You go like you like right here in Maryland. You got, you got, Heights, Beltsville, um, Landover. You got Brandywine. You got all these different cities. Virginia, same thing. You got Northern Virginia, Southern Virginia, uh, Richmond. You know, man, it's 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 so it's so spaced out. When you come to D.C., there's Northwest, Southwest, Northeast, Southeast. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's all it's classified as. So, and then when you, and then when you look at, you look at D.C., you look at D.C., what, what, what even requires to be a state in D.C.? In the, what requires to be a state? Like, D.C. doesn't have that state kind of feel in the first place to be like, you know what? This is a state right here. Like this is a state that I will live in because I already don't like, I already don't like driving in DC. So I can only imagine like DC start operating as a state where it's just like, cause first of all, DC rules are already outrageous as is like you get popped by a camera and stuff like that in DC. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you about to, you 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 you're gonna be paying some hefty fines. So just imagine how DC will operate as a state. Like, no disrespect, house. I wouldn't I would deny that bill. I would just let DC be a district. I would let it stay the way it is. It don't need it don't need to be a state. It don't require to be a state. You making DC a state is pointless. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, a lot of people don't even look at D.C. as a place to even live. Well, I can't speak for outsides. I can speak for, I, I can speak, I can speak for like myself and even like Aaron 
and most even most DC, most DC, most DC residents, like first and foremost with DC, they already trying to kick, they trying to kick all the black people out of DC in the first place. And then when you look at you look at you look at downtown. So really, so really in perspective, if I get kicked to earn, there's only three places in DC that you can live. There's north, that's northwest, uptown, southwest, and southeast. The other side of southeast. Not not by the national park, not, not by the national park and all the field, but we talking about like we talking about over there. We we talking about over there by like Alabama Avenue Southeast. That's the only really section of Southeast that you can live in right now, because most they're like they're making they're making they're making DC mostly high rise buildings, and it's, it's mostly federal building high rise apartments. That's it. Like all of downtown DC is nothing but federal buildings. There's no places to live in downtown DC. Unless you're living in a, 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 a expensive ass high rise apartment, there's nowhere to live. You're gonna be you're gonna be running into traffic all the time. Like put it like put it like this, Aaron. And before I before I turn to you, imagine first of all, DC as a as a district is already bad, especially sitting in DC traffic is already bad. Imagine if DC became a state. I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna stop right then. I'm gonna let you ride with that. Oh, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, bro. It, it, it wouldn't make sense for DC to become a state, uh, not even just for traditional reasons, just for the fact that it's the way it was intended to be. Uh, mm -hmm. With you have the founding fathers, there was like, hey, this is going to be a district. This is going to represent the entire United States, and we're going to leave it at that. We have our reasons and our documents that prove why DC should not become a state. And there you have a lot of people uh, in the uh, politics, politics, you have people in politics who say, okay, we want to do away with this. We want to do what we want and we want to make DC the 51st state because a lot of people, well, in the Democratic Party, they say, well, DC is treated like a state, but we don't have the rights and benefits of the state. Is big enough to become a state. Uh, we have to do this without these sort of rules. And it's just like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. You know, DC, the whole purpose of DC not being a state, not just historical reasons, but the fact of how DC is operating. That's where the basis of all our laws across the whole United States stem from. You have so many federal buildings. You have so many rules and regulations. You have the president of the United States, you know, living in Washington, D.C. That's the federal capital of the United States. So for it to become a state, you know, it wouldn't make too much sense. You know, there's a difference between a state capital and the, and, and the state, you know, itself. So if you were to, you know, sit here and say, okay, DC should become a state because rights. There are state capital don't, don't really have rights, you know, compared to a lot of other places. So as far as DC becoming a state, I could look at it like this. Being a native person from DC, I'm just looking at it and I'm just saying, okay, this is a want rather than a, rather than a necessity. This is, we're just going to do it just, say, just so we can do it. 
just because we have enough people in the house that will hopefully pass it. And this thing has been trying to be passed many, many times. And if it were to pass, let's just say if, the crazy, the crazy scenario if it were to pass, they would change the name from Washington, D.C., which stands for District of Columbia to Washington Douglas Commonwealth. And the biggest issue of all that we have to talk about as far as D.C. becoming a state is we will have to undo so many things. We have to change so many things. And it's not even just flags and this and that. We will really have to undo so much history and change so many things around. Imagine living in D.C. You got to change so many documents to match Douglas Commonwealth and so many rules that goes with the transition from federal capital of the United States to just another state. I mean, if we didn't make Guam a state, if we didn't make Puerto Rico a state, why are we making D.C. a state? Where is our nation capital going to be? And I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because move like making DC a state. I, you know, it's like why why change something? Why change something that's been like this for the last God knows how many centuries? You know, what I mean, it was not like the purpose of DC is was never to be a state. This is the home base of the president. This is his home base. They made Washington, D.C. for a reason. This is his home base. You know what I mean? Like, every everything from the Capitol building to, to the White House to, you know, every from the uh, Department of Justice, everything operates in D.C. You know what I mean? Like all, the, like, all the big decisions are made from a political standpoint in D.C. So for you to sit there and say, okay, we're going to make D.C. a state. Now you're looking at now you're looking at from the White House is every like looking at where the White House sits at. It's like you can do so much with that land, but it's like you're not gonna tear down the White House. You're not gonna the White House been there for centuries. You're not gonna tear down the White House and be like, okay, oh, like okay, we're we're not we're, we're not gonna tear the White House down. We're going to leave it right here, like the Capitol building. We're not going to tear the Capitol down. We're going to leave it right here. But why? Like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? It don't make sense. And every state has a capital. Maryland is Annapolis. You know what I mean? I think Virginia is, uh, what, Richmond? Um, but so what would be the capital of Washington, D.C. if it became a state? What would be the capital of it? We'll be like, this is the capital city of Washington. Would you say what well, district Commonwealth? The new name? Yeah, what'd you say the name was? Douglas Commonwealth. Washington Douglas Commonwealth. What would, the first of all, that's a dumbass name, by the way. But what would be the capital of this Commonwealth? Who knows? And the, the biggest thing is, is how are they even going to section it off, you know, because when you make a state, you have to figure out your zoning. Right. So between D.C., I mean, between Maryland and Virginia, which D.C. sits in between, who's going to get what part of which land? Th thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it just it don't make sense to become a state. 
Like, I don't know why the House is working on this. I don't know why anybody in politics would this would even be a conversation to have. Because that's just, to me, that's just, that's just idiotic in so many different ways. You saying like, this, you know what? We should make Washington, D.C. a state. No, leave Washington, D.C. the way it's always been and let's keep the train rolling. Like you said, like Puerto Rico, uh, the Virgin Islands, all these are U.S. territories. They ain't make them states. Like that would be so. That would be so stupid. Be like, hey, let's make Puerto Rico a, a a state of the United. Let's make it an official state of the U, of the U.S. Why? Like, let's make the Virgin Islands an official state of the U.S. Why? Like, why? Like, leave leave things leave things the way they are. Things are things been like this. For the last odd amount of centuries, since the 17, 1800 powder wings, George Washington days, these been like this, this thing's been like this for a reason. So leave it the way it is. And let's, and let's shut the hell up about this topic, because we're not going to sit here and change Washington, D.C. We're not going to do that because, yes, I can't speak for every outline. Like Aaron said, we, I can't speak for everybody on the outside of the DMV. But the DMV, Maryland, I, I, can't, I can't say all the DMV. So basically like Montgomery County, PG County, and like parts of Charles County, the one that operates on that 301 side, and you got Northern, you got Northern Virginia. All Everywhere that's are, metro accessible. Everything that's metro access, but you know, I gotta break it down because you know we got some outsiders on the show that might not know <laughs> the geographic over here. Yeah. But Everything that operates on our metro, all these things run through D.C. All these things run through D.C. So for you to sit there and say, for you to sit there and say, D.C. is going to be an official state. So that means all these trains that you got, are you going to, you going to, now you got to change, now you got to change the, the, the metro system? You gotta change the metro system because now it's just like, well, it's too many, it's too many trains, it's too many trains that's going through the district through the district. It's too many trains now. It, it ruins the metropolitan uh experience. And it this, this is something that get passed, you know, try get snuck into the uh the house time and time again and it always gets shut down. But crazy times have happened. But I will leave it at this. At the end of the day, y'all got Benjamin Banneker rolling in his grave if y'all decide to go through with this. I just, I, I, I just, I personally just, I, I, I personally just don't understand. Again, leave, like, leave, leave these, leave DC alone. You know what I mean? DC is cool for what it is. DC is cool for what it's worth. Like, just leave it. The way it is. If y'all want to do anything important in DC, if y'all want to do anything that's important to DC, you need to make up your mind on whether you want to move the Reds. I was about to say the Redskins, but you want to move Washington football team either back to RK Stadium, either remodel RK Stadium, or tear RK Stadium down. You got to make, make that should be a decision that y'all should be talking about. Either move them back to RK Stadium. Remodel RK Stadium or 10 RK Stadium. I get it. It's a land, it's a landmark, but 
that's a lot of land that y'all can be using to upgrade DC. If you want to do something important, that's what I say y'all should be focusing on. But as far as y'all talking about, so let's just turn into a whole state. No. No, 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 no. Yes. Yeah, instead of turning DC into a state, how about you turn the potholes into flat ground? Exactly. Like fix, like fix DC up. Number one, like fix that Joan up. If you y'all worry about making to a state, you got you got first of all Maryland traffic, DC traffic, and Virginia traffic all operate under one traffic. So you want to know why so much traffic just right by just right by DC by itself? You want to know why so much traffic? Because Maryland operates, Virginia operates, and DC traffic operates right in between. So literally, that's why traffic here is like three hours all like you be stuck in traffic for like three or four hours all the time. So you try to make it a legal state, like okay, well, we got our own traffic laws, or you or you ever you ever look at you ever look at some of the roads. Well, this is considered this is considered DC, but when you get out of here, you're now in Maryland. It's like what? That goes back to when we talking about fighting for the land. That means no, either all this is going to be DC. Or all this is going to be Merlin. There is no in between. There is no in between. Like this is all. That's like that's like you going through. Like okay, this is going to be. This is all going to be Maryland. This is all going to be Delaware, and then we're going right back into Maryland. No, Delaware is Delaware. Maryland is Maryland. We're going to leave it like that. So if you're going to make DC a state, either make the road all DC or make the road all Maryland because like 295, the 295 here is like that. Where it's just like a portion of a majority of portion of 295 is DC. Once you get to a, a national park, national, that's a national park, a national park. But once you get there all the way until you get to the, the, the 295 North towards uh, Baltimore, once you get to about that exit, now you officially are in Maryland. So you tell me all that road belongs to DC, even if you're going the opposite way. Once you get past National Park, now when you get close to the harbor, now you're in Maryland. You're like, hold on for a second. So y'all, so DC, you operate all this, and you're, and, but now y'all want, if y'all want to be a state, you have, y'all have to give that up and be like, hey, y'all stay on y'all land. This all belongs to Maryland now. Yeah, and you 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 gotta you gotta feel bad for Rhode Island, you know, if this thing goes through, because it will no longer be the tiniest, smallest U.S. state. So let Rhode Island be tiny. Let it have its nice thing. Okay. So basically, at the end of the day, I just want to say, if you in the comments, you watching, have your opinion whether you want it to be a state, whether you don't want to be a state. Whatever you feel, let us know on YouTube in the comment section below. If you're listening on a streaming service, head on over to our YouTube and comment below. We want to hear your opinions. So unless you got any last words you want to say. No, nah, I'm, I'm all good over here. My last words, leave DC alone. Stop touching stuff. Like our, like our mom said, stop touching stuff. Don't, don't even look at it. If it ain't bro- if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it, but you need to fix these metros <laughs> and them damn potholes. Potholes in these cameras. Facts. You fix that, we'd be good to go. After talking that, about some, talking about some changing damn DC to a state. That goddamn.
something change. I, I gave you something to change. But from our native DMV, leave DC alone. It's your boy Aaron Fornicetti. And for our native PG resident, Fongadelli Jones, leave <laughs> DC alone. And we are out here. Peace. Stop touching stuff.